Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name is Russell Kane and my man baggage is bulging with viscous insight that I can't wait to milk into your ear holes, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. I say that because originally this was set up as a, a space where men can talk about issues that stem off from their mental health and has turned into a totally split podcast where nosy girls listen in to learn how men work, as well as boys finding it very, very useful. Thank you. Keep sending me messages. I love hearing your stories. We cover everything. We do go to the bleaker, darker areas of mental health. We also talk about should men shave his balls? The answer, gentlemen, is yes. Sorry. I know you wanted me to say it's different. It depends on the girl. But the answer is shave your nuts. Uh, That only came in last year, by the way. But don't tell people about it. That's the key. I've learned the differences. Don't enter a pub and say, oh, I've shaved my bollocks. What's your name? It was six months until that electronic tag came off my ankle. So let's crack on with today's subject and today's guests. We're talking about self-esteem today. It's a really important subject. Everyone's self-esteem has taken a battering since some selfish bastard ate a bat in Wuhan. And we've been locked in questioning ourselves, our careers. A lot of us have certainly changed our bodies in the last 18 months because we've been eating crisps and crying. And if you want to know how long it's been going on, just think about how long ago Tiger King feels. It literally feels like it was on TV in the 1970s. Who have I got to discuss self-esteem with? Well, I'm joined by someone whose self-esteem should be crushed to dust, just like mine is, because he is also a stand-up comedian. It's Ross McGrain, King of Essex. Ross, welcome. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's good to have you. So you're a touring um, stand-up comedian, opening for me sometimes, doing your own stuff, running a venue, managing comedy nights, sort of pretty much run the comedy scene under the pseudonym Little Smash in the South End area. And I've known you absolutely years, so it's great to have you on. Now, we can't do this without a strong female auditor. And I'm absolutely thrilled that we have DJ. You can hear it in multiple places. She can be pumping out tunes on Magic, or even if you're getting in at 5am on Radio 1, switch it on and you might hear Jess is that with us today Jess how are you doing yeah I'm good I'm I'm pleased to be like a like a sort of mediator so we're talking about self-esteem uh, Jess which is why we need a strong female auditor to tell us if we're drifting into generalizations because self-esteem hits men and women in very different ways in our culture first of all let's kick off with the definition confidence in one's own worth or abilities self-respect In psychology, the term self-esteem is used to describe a person's overall subjective sense of personal worth 
or value. So it's how you regard yourself, which we'll all be familiar with. I can come off stage, as indeed I did this weekend, not the gig we did together, Ross, the night before, and wasn't happy with it. The more people told me it was great and I was great, the worse the situation got. Because if the self-love isn't there, that everyone else's esteem counts for naught. So I want to ask you a very provocative question straight away, Jess. Do men in our culture have higher self-esteem than women? Yeah, I think I think they do. I feel like there's a lot more societal pressures on women as a whole, generally. Uh, like if you look online or on TV programs, reality TV programs and stuff, you'll see that the women get a lot more critique, including magazines, including just articles. There's a lot more different pressures on women. So I think that generally speaking, it's easier for men to have better self-esteem. And also when you're sort of growing up at school and things, you know, guys can gain confidence and gain self-esteem by just, I don't know, like numbers, like chasing girls and like getting more numbers at a party or or getting with more mm. women and stuff like that. Whereas a girl would have to kind of guard themselves more and that doesn't make them gain mm. self-esteem. It's kind of like, you know, it's just there. In my case, my numbers was the level of wizard I attained whilst playing Dungeons and Dragons till I was 22. Yep, that counts as the numbers. But still, it was essentially numbers that built me up. <laughs> And I could destroy a whole village of orcs in seconds and then get some elf pussy. How do you like that? But Ross, it's interesting. So we know how, well, I mean, there's a conversation happening about how women's self-esteem is quite easily crushed. And we're having much needed conversations about uh, body shape and social media, blah, blah, blah. But what the type of thing that can crush a man's self-esteem, it would suggest it's not as simple maybe as we would instinctively think, both Jess and myself, in that we know men have got more issues related to low self-esteem, more depression, more suicide, and the issues to do with body dysmorphia are rising amongst men. So that might be bigorexia, steroid abuse, anorexia is rising amongst men. So is it a case that men's shit is just hidden or even worse that we're seeing an equalising where men and women are going to be all equally as fucked up as each other with just one gender called meh. What's going on, <laughs> Ross McGrain? Help us out. I feel like men's low self-esteem has always been prevalent. I just feel like we shove it down into the dust a lot easier. I feel like for women, obviously, there's a lot more societal pressures on women to be a certain way. And I think men because we just blanket don't talk about it we just can coast and not have to worry about it so much but I know certainly from right back into like playground social structures if you if you weren't in the popular tier of men then um you know your self-esteem was hammered out of you pretty quick in the playground so you wake up tomorrow Ross what's the type of thing that just makes your self-esteem pop a little bit higher than it would on a normal day mine is just a work like a workout can sort my head right out something simple like that for the benefit of listeners, I'm packing quite some guns for the gyal and it's not immediately obvious. I fall into the bracket of, of new men who are now being very self-conscious about the amount of weight they've put on. <laughs> but what's a good thing to bump you up? Uh, is it getting a job? Is it getting a good review? Is it your, your, something your daughter might say, your wife might, you know, what is it? I get it through comedy, which is, I suppose really means I get it through just, ex- like, you know, stroking my own ego a bit, really. I think like going on stage and having a good gig that feeling there because you, you feel like you're sort of one of a very small percentage of people who could get up there and do that mm-hmm. i can coast on that for a, a good gig for a couple of days yeah, yeah. I, I mean that i would suspect if we asked 100 blokes jess we'd get 
their self-esteem tied to their work more often than if we asked 100 girls, which is a terrible thing to say in a society that's supposed to be more equal and women are celebrating their careers. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. I would have said the same as Ross, a banging gig, whereas really I should be saying something a bit more wholesome or intrinsic to my life rather than, oh yeah, I smashed the Apollo. I feel like a legend for a week. I don't know because, so we're all in like the media sphere where work has to be up there because it's a passion project, right? We, we're not in it for, I don't know, maybe you are in it for the money, but it's quite competitive. Um, yeah. But I probably would have said I mean, a work thing too. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe finding five pounds... <laughs> in a pair of old jeans or something. But yeah, I don't know. It's relative, isn't it? Well, what I'm trying to ask in a, in a hand-fisted way because I'm terrified of being cancelled is, do women find it easier to have their self-esteem lifted up by in a more interpersonal way, like an emotional fulfilment than men do? And that's a, like a fucking caveman sh- thing to say, but I've got to say it because it seems the, the women I know all the way from my six-year-old daughter up to my great aunts who are in their 90s, I know that will work. Showing love, showing appreciation, things like that is more likely to affect a woman's self-esteem. Whereas if you come at me with those when I'm feeling down, it actually sends me the other way. I think a lot of blokes are like that. If I'm feeling shit about the wedge I'm earning or the job I'm doing and Lindsay is like, come on, baby, let's have a hug. I'll lift you. It makes me go further away. I'm like, fuck off. I'm, I'm not having a good time in myself. Yeah, I understand that. I don't know. I think to lift my self-esteem, though, if I had a bad time at work and someone just offered me a consolation cuddle in that similar vein, it's just a bit like, oh, you did shit. So I'm going to try and make you feel better with a hug. (laughs) That wouldn't up my self-esteem. My self-esteem would be like, I want a pep talk from like, maybe, yeah, maybe with my girls, but the attitude might be a little bit more personal, a bit more like, yes, put your makeup on, put your best dress on, like go out and like, kill it tomorrow like tomorrow's a new day kind of vibe and I don't know if that would go down in the same way for a guy maybe they just want to just get the figures the numbers the results but for a girl I think maybe the attitude and the the big ups would would do it's it's interesting because that's one of the questions I was going to ask Ross is you know when someone comes into the room and they've got like super high self-esteem you can see they're really in control of themselves and self-possession some people like being around that shit and some people like me go into their shell a little bit it's not that I dislike that person and want to be the biggest person in the room it makes me go a bit shy and quiet sometimes that's something I've had to battle against not just in this industry I've done a million different careers it's been the same at university at school when I sold watches when I worked in an ad agency it's always been the same yeah I think it's um in any industry it's the people who with the loudest voice that tend to rise to the top of the pile and I think that that um like going back to what you were saying earlier, I think like the, one of the main differences between men and women in, in, th- in this instance is that or the reason why men would always look into their work for a self-esteem boost or something is because because we don't talk about our issues or lift each other up you know, mm-hmm. when, when they're feeling down. We just tend to take a more insular approach. So things that are more ego-boosting uh, are more lifting for our self-esteem, uh, generally yep. speaking. You know, if it, my other half, Holly, she's feeling like a mess or whatever, she'll tell her mates, oh, I just feel fat and frumpy, and they'll all, like, lift her up and go, you look beautiful, you look great, you know. Whereas my mates will literally just pat me on the belly and be like, oh, you're looking well. <laughs> you know? But you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have confided them in the first place, would you? No, no, you wouldn't I wouldn't. have gone, lads, lads, before we lift the part, I just need to tell you, my, bo- my body confidence is Yeah, shout, you can. That's what I get. laugh it off and then like, yeah, yeah. I go for a piss and catch myself side on in the mirror and like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you're on QVC buying the Abdominizer 2000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I just ask, how does that make you feel then? If you were to say, I am actually, by the way, not, I'm feeling a bit shit about 
my like dab board or whatever and they turned around and brushed it off and made it into a joke does that make you feel better in my opinion if you really really did it seriously with a serious face 90 percent of lads would given the conversation would probably be there and go fucking hell sorry i didn't realize i thought you were joking type thing and there'd be a mood change but the issue is 99.9% of men would not be able to confide in the first place. So me and Ross would struggle to do that. It's a class issue. It feels mm. poncy, middle class, American, therapy-ish. It's like a muscle that's never been used. So it's like going up to someone in a wheelchair with a skiing accident and go, wouldn't you feel better if you just stood up just to see what it feels <laughs> like? It's like you're, not, you're not getting it. My leg's fucked. I've never used my legs. Yeah, but, but just try it. And then bang, you'd fall over where you wouldn't be able to do it. That is what I promise you. It's like a kind of stutter. That's the only way I can describe it. You would go to share something like that and it's like stuttering. You can't get it out, so you turn it into a joke. That said, once it is out, if it is processed as a joke, often that can help Ross, can't it? If it's done in the right way. Men use banter a lot, not in an aggressive way. Good friends can laugh through it together. I know girls do that as well. But for some men, it's the only way through is for Terry and Dave to you know put the spirit levels down and poke each other's bellies and have a bit of a laugh about it and go anyway let's all go jogging together type thing but humour can be the door in as long as there's some resolution afterwards shit man that got fucking powerful quick let me just uh, read <laughs> self esteem is important it impacts your decision making process your relationships your emotional health and your overall well being it also and this is crucial influences motivation as people with a healthy positive view of themselves understand their potential and may feel inspired to take on new challenges in other words it's incredibly rare for people with low self esteem to be making duller <laughs> So that is one real reason to get your arse in gear and start facing up to any of these issues you might have and start sharing and start talking and start checking in with friends. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is one I find really interesting for boys and girls. Self-esteem increases with age. 
but particularly with men. People worldwide tend to gain self-esteem as they grow older and men generally have higher levels of self-esteem than women. But this gender gap is more pronounced in Western industrialised societies. So it's not a natural thing. So we're now capitalised, Rolex wearing, hood down on your convertible. The self-esteem gap is wider. So the older you get, how annoying is that? When the less you've got to have esteem about, <laughs> the more <laughs> self-esteem. I mean, you just basically you waste your 20s when you're fit as fuck, worrying about everything. You always hear about this, though. Women always say that their favourite years are either in their 30s or their 40s, where they just don't care anymore mm-hmm. about like what other people think. But someone was talking to me, someone who is older, who's one of my friends that I work with. And she was like, someone once said that as soon as she works in music and she noticed it at a festival, she was like, as soon as you hit your late 40s, you become invisible. And she was like, and that's when things are a bit obviously rubbish. I think with women... There's like a real preoccupation on youth. Like people are obsessed mm. with it. And as soon as you get over that hill, it's like, okay, well, they're invisible now. They're just they're just a mum or they're just a like retired or they're just this. I don't know. I think for men, if they have money or comedy or like they can make people laugh, then it's <laughs> a big, up. big value. I've got a line in my current show talking about the subject where I say to women, wouldn't it be nice to have a few years in between being leered at and being invisible? <laughs> Just a, just something in between gropey leering and invisibility would be nice, wouldn't it, ladies? And there's 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 always a cheer. It's weird listening to you, Jess, because I don't know about Ross, but it's the exact reverse for boys. You spend the first thirty years being totally invisible. If you're a nerdy lad like me, then all of a sudden you've got female attention. I mean, it literally was thirty years. I couldn't pull the chain on a toilet, uh, and then all of a sudden I had female attention. At th- like honestly, 28, 29 years old. I've always had a girl friend that I fell pathetically in love with if she so much as touched my hand but I never had a one night stand I'd never pulled on a lad's holiday not even a kiss on a lad's holiday nothing totally useless so I sort of had it in reverse is that an exaggeration you didn't have a kiss on a lad's hole I left school without losing my kiss ginity I had not even kissed a girl at the age of 16 kissed what were you doing? What were you doing? I, all the 18 to 30s holidays I went on, I never once got laid. I'd never been laid on holiday ever in my life until I got to 30. You know, my first period of being single in my 30s. And then it it was like, you know, someone had put Viagra into Rambo. Well, now we've got deep, haven't we? <laughs> I was in Afghanistan doing a tour of duty. That's <laughs> It's weird. It's an indictment, really, that happens in reverse, isn't it, Ross? I mean, we keep telling ourselves it's 2021. There's no such thing as gender anymore. We're just amorphous blobs going down the high street. We're post-feminists. And yet, if you're young, fit and female, you're all right. If you're a bloke old with money, you'll be fine. We're still there. We've got daughters, Ross, same age. Does that not depress the shit out of you? Yeah, massively, mate. I don't know. I think that, like what Jess was saying earlier, I just feel like when you get to sort of 30, 35, you give less of a shit what people think about you then it makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? Well, Jesse's saying it's like a bell curve. Women have a temporary reprieve of not giving a shit between the ages of 30 and 49, and then it gets horrible again. Whereas I see plenty of 70-year-old posing pouch men going, I'll be going Bangkok again this year. It's just about the weather, really. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's a self-esteem graph that goes upwards for men. But for women, Jess is suggesting, now she says it, it seems to be true, from the women I know, a sort of bell curve. There's so much riding on youth and looks from a woman's perspective. I wasn't riding on anything, that was the problem. Men don't have to deal with. (laughs) 
Um, it's a basic emotion. So you, people don't think of it as one of the core emotions, but it is. Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs depicts esteem as one of the basic human motivations. I always thought of it like anger, sadness, or those ones, but this is one of the basics. Maslow suggested that individuals need both appreciation from other people and inner self-respect to build self-esteem. This is crucial, people. Don't waste your time fishing for likes and posting beggy pictures, although I like looking at them. If you do not have the inner like button going, you are fucked. Work on that first. Both of these needs must be fulfilled in order for an individual to grow and a person to reach, it's very American-y, but self-actualization. Well, I remember doing this very distinctly at school and I actually think about this quite a lot in terms of online self and your real self. So he always said your ideal self and your real self. I now think because online you can kind of create your how you want people to see you and how you want people to view you. Some people obviously see that as branding and that's good and that's fine if you have a distinction. Other people have this very like curated form of themselves and for example filters and stuff making people think that that's like you know what what they now are and if they see anything else like in the mirror and stuff that can make them really unhappy and I think the closer that your ideal self or online self is to what your real self is the happier that you'll be okay we're going to take a break there that is the end of part one Ross and Jess hold tight we'll be back with more in part two Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.